Nope, I guess I didn't do it right. That's fine. <laughs> uh, it's, all right, and welcome to the Draft Countdown Podcast. <laughs> I am Shane Hallam. Um, uh, I, I, I'm not the usual host. This is where Brian usually is, but he's he's off in Disney, as he explained last week. So uh, this is where I figure out that his job is much harder than it looks uh, or sounds when you're listening to the podcast. And you're the counter. He's gonna yell at me later because I know he's gonna listen too. And you're like, what? Well, you know, I'm like, like I didn't, I didn't know what was happening. Uh, but he he, he pre-made all the banners for me. So if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you can ask questions in the chat room or hop on our Discord, which is I believe pinned on our Twitter uh, account. Ask him at Draft Countdown on Twitter. We'll get to them at the end of the show. So I am joined by a special guest here. Uh, a good friend of mine, Nino Brown from Toilets to Titles. Nino, how are you doing, man? I'm great. I'm honored to be on the show. Uh, I can't wait to talk college football. Anytime somebody wants to talk college football, I'm there. I'm fired up and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, t- tell the people what kind of what you do. And, uh, you know, you and I have known each other for a little bit here, and I'm excited to chop it up with you. So tell, tell them where they can find you and what, you know, what you've been doing. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a content creator over at Toilets to Titles. Um, I do a Tuesday night show with uh, my good guy, Jared Gray, uh, head-to-head. That's an IDP thing. Um, we break down, like, top five guys and then the five stinkers uh, from the past week. And then every Friday, we, I got that college uh, football show with Jared again. It's uh, P2P from the part of the playoffs with Boomer and DDP. I am DDP. Obviously, Jared's Boomer. And we just break down, um, you know, every week. We talk about uh, top 25, talking about... You know, Heisman, guys to watch out for, coaches that could be uh, on the hot seat. And to us, it's called the outhouse. So, you know, it's always take them to the outhouse. Obviously, Frost was our first guy before the season started that we said was going to be an outhouse candidate, and he got the hook. So it's uh, it's been fun. It's been wild. We've just been diving in. Um, And I'm I'm on it on Friday. You'll be joining my I'll, show with I'll Jared. Be there. So. So look, we're, we're, we're just exchanging here. It's going to be the week of, of Nino and Shane. Uh, no, that, look, thanks for coming on, man. I mean, I appreciate it. And I know you do, uh, you know, I, I know you do some good stuff over there for people. And I had to bring a fantasy guy on, you know, uh, how, how many, fa- approximately if you have to, but how many fantasy leagues are you in? Uh, with best ball? With yeah. Best- with, yeah, like, yeah, let's make it sound good. With like best 47 ball. or something like that. 47, yeah. <laughs> I'm at 69. Brian's oh. in one. So what? I was, Brian's what? in one. <laughs> one lead. So I, so I was like, okay, if you're gone, I got to bring in someone with the, with the 47 number here. Oh, man. You know? One. God bless. I remember those days. It's, it's, been, a <laughs> it's been a long time. But I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't get him to do another one. I, I really got to try harder at some point. But uh, Like, I got into one college one with John, John Lobb, and then I'm in like, five now you know and then i was in one idp with jared and i'm in about four of those so it's like it just the one never just works for me i don't know <laughs> yeah it's just, it just starts barreling to me yeah. so uh but yeah let's 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 get to this week's headlines not a ton this week but you you were just talking about the coach hot seat we had another coach mm. head coach fired from a power five school here herm edwards the you know old nfl coach at arizona state was hit with a bunch of Recruiting violations and things have been kind of a rough offseason in general and, um, you know, not, not not a great season so far for Arizona State. Most of their players transferred out <laughs> and left the dumpster <laughs> fire. Um, so Sean Aguano, the running back coach, was named the interim head coach um, for Arizona State. But, 
Yeah, I, th- I guess this was another one that was probably fairly inevitable that, you know, they were not going to last the year. Um, losing to Eastern Michigan this past week probably put the nail in the coffin. You know, they lost to Oklahoma State, then Eastern Michigan. And, and we'll see what Iguana does uh, against Utah. Tough, tough first game <laughs> as a head coach. But, <laughs> but uh, any, th- any thoughts on Herm getting, so, getting ousted there? I, I was uh... – I was honestly surprised that the, the the buzz wasn't bigger towards the end of the year last year because, I mean, like, it was pretty much they were recruiting during COVID. Like, come on, what, what are you guys doing? You know what I mean? And they were literally walking around campus during COVID, multiple recruits. Ah, the writing was on the wall for him. Um, and then, like you said, that, that, that game was just – that was it. Uh, Oklahoma State game, that, that's not a bad loss because they played pretty well. Uh this, this year, in general, just put up points, but yeah, that game was. Uh, he was like, he had one foot out the door. It was kind of like Frost, you know what I mean? The first week, they already knew. I thought I was surprised they didn't leave him on on the tarmac uh, in Ireland the first week and said, "Yeah, buddy, you got to find another way home." But good yeah. luck. He's, he yeah. just didn't want to conform. His ways were NFL ways, and it didn't really work uh, in college anymore. Yeah, you know, I, I thought he. And this kind of maybe sound hypocritical, I guess. I thought he recruited well early. Maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe it wasn't legally. I don't know. But I thought he recruited well early because it, you know it's a good sounding thing. He you know brought in some high end receivers, some good running back prospects, right? Chip Tranum, like those guys that ended up transferring this past year. But yeah, it's, it, if you can't perform, uh, guys aren't going to buy in. Um, other headline this week, kind of interesting. College football is looking at revising the calendar for. College football, uh, Ross Dellinger of SI reported this week that um, there's talks between all the conferences, all 10 conferences in Notre Dame about revising the schedule. And kind of the biggest change would be to open week zero up uh, to all schools, basically make week zero week one. <laughs> uh, okay. So back everything up a week. You know, right now to play in week zero, you have to get a waiver as a whole like thing. And that's why like Ireland happens or something kind of more yeah. special. Um but, you know, I guess the ACC is leading the charge here to kind of back things up. They're worried about the new playoff coming up, that it could take more time. So they kind of want to back everything up a week and either have an extra buy or start the bowl games earlier, start the college playoff earlier. Um, and then there, there's a bunch of small things. If you look at the article about recruiting times and changing that around. But uh, I, th- I thought it was interesting to see. I, I, I'm not opposed – so starting the college season earlier uh, and just, you know, have having more time, more rest at some point, whatever it is for players, I'm, I'm all for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, m- the more college football, the better for me. I mean, I just like that week zero, you get to see some small schools. Like, I, I really enjoyed watching uh, the Western Kentucky game week zero. It was a, that, that was a shootout, but uh, it was a good game. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't have watched that normally on any other week. So, uh you, you want to give me, you know, the Wildcats and, and Will Levis on, on week zero. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, you know, a, a Kentucky, Kentucky guy here. I know I knew we dropped Will Levis in the podcast somewhere uh, after Brian and I disrespected Will Levis not having him in our top five quarterbacks two weeks ago. I think it was so. That's okay. I've already given you enough. No banter about Will. We're not going to go down that that rabbit hole. I guess I, I told you I put him in the first round of my mock draft this week. New seven round mock draft countdown. Uh, so I feel like you'll still come at me when he goes in the first round. But for now, I'll uh, I'll take. I'll let it, it simmer. I'll just let it simmer for now. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so let's let's look back at week three here, and we, we just kind of pick out an offensive player and a defensive player to talk about from week three. Uh, Nino, you, you want to start with an offensive player? Yeah, I know you're an offensive guy. Yeah. Um, uh, someone that impressed you this week. Sure. I, I mean, I like the speed guys, so it's it's wide receivers, cornerbacks to me. That, that you'll, you'll notice the trend. Uh, <laughs> That's, <fine>. That's good. <laughs> That's good. So um, I was big on this guy going into the year, and he, I feel like this was like his real big breakout game. He's been he's been balling all all, all three week, three games. So uh, it's Rasheed Rice from uh, SMU Mustangs. He had uh, eleven receptions for one hundred ninety three yards, seventeen point five yards per catch against uh, Maryland. It was a shootout. I'm loving him. Uh, he just keeps climbing up for me. He's getting all the opportunities, stepping right into it. Finally, this is his year. I mean, he's had couple of years we had like spurts and then he couldn't stay healthy and things didn't work out. But right now he, he's got it all tuned up and he's balling out there. So that's my guy this week. Look, he, he, he was impressive in that game against Maryland this week. He was very impressive for a smaller school receiver. Sometimes those are the games they disappear in even against not great power five teams, but yeah, he's definitely, I don't know if I moved him up my list, but, uh, I did. I did. I did slightly. And I feel like I probably should move him up some more in my wide receiver rankings because he, he looked like an NFL player. It's just... he, he's tw- he, he showed he was showing out, you know, like you said, he uh, he was twitchy. You know, he was fast in and out of cuts. He was playing all over the field. He wasn't just on, you know, in the slot. And so he was everywhere. He was he, I, I believe he had a couple catches over 30 yards in that game. He looked really, really good. Got a good quarterback as well, so I can't compare. I like uh, Mordecai throwing Mordecai, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I mean, he's you can't ask for a better quarterback in that system too. So, um, mine uh, who who I outlined in my my article, uh, my top names to know. The picture of the article uh, is Hunter Lupke, the tight end fullback from North Dakota State. Um, it's like super interesting because. He's not a player that I had you know, super high in my rankings. Um, he was kind of he's kind of been a, a fullback, running back type of of prospect, um, and you know he led North Dakota State in rushing in this game, which was not expected. Right, they're playing Arizona. They're at Arizona, so it, it's not a good power five team but you know it's still it's still arizona it's still a team that had a ton of transfers in 18 carries 115 yards two rushing touchdowns for uh lupke and he's i think he's generally viewed in the nfl as an h-back uh we have him listed as a tight end on the site that's usually where we put like fullback h-backs um unless you know they're firmly at the running back position in college uh so he had three catches 65 yards touchdown i mean they couldn't tackle him like he caught the ball. He's just so tough, so physical. He can block. Um, I, I, I just yeah, skyrocketed him up my rankings. I was like, this, this is a guy that NFL teams are going to love. They're going to love the toughness. They're going to love to use him. I, uh, I, I put him in my mock to San Francisco. I would love to see him be the next Kyle Uchek, you know, put him back there, short yardage, catching the ball, like in a Shanahan offense, I think would be really fun. I could see him in, uh, um, Ravens, you know, being like kind of like a, a Lorenzo Neal type back in the day, you know, where like he, he could run you over. He could also catch the ball and go for like six or seven, just falling forward. So uh, I, I like him. I like that that guy. He's a little uh, Swiss Army knife in the backfield. Yeah, and I'm, I, you know, I'm working this week on a uh, – probably, I'll probably come out next week on a um, 
small school article, like non-FBS best player at each position, which just caused me to kind of dig in. And I'm, I'm, I, I probably would not put fullback on there in most cases. This, this, <laughs> this year I am just to put him in there. I just want to get him in. So um, how about defensive player, Nina? Who's a defensive player that impressed you this week? Uh, so for me, uh, like I said, I'm a speed guy. So I'm going to go with Nick Jones, Ball State. Uh, two tackles, two solo tackles. He had two picks and a pass defense against Murray State. The man was everywhere. Uh, he got sticky, sticky hands. So uh, I, I like this guy a lot. He's small school. You know what I mean? Uh, you might not even – a lot of guys might not know who he is, but for me, this is a standout guy. You get two picks. I think he had 43 yards total in return yards on the interceptions as well. So it wasn't just uh, grab the ball and, and lay down. He, he was moving. He wanted to get, get, get a TD and get some scoring. That, you're going to make me have to watch that game. I haven't watched that <laughs> game. I don't even know if we have Nick Jones on our rankings, so uh, I'm going to put on my list to add to the watch list here. And uh, th- there you go. That, that's, I love it. I'm, that's I'm glad deep. I'm able I love to it. Throw, throw something out there that, that you yeah. don't have out there. <laughs> yeah, look, that's great. That's great. This is this is the time. But I have, I have not watched Ball State this year, so, um, so I'm in. Uh, mine, you know, I'm, I'm going to cheat here a little bit and I'm, I'm, I'm going to take these two Louisville defenders against Florida state this week. Yaya Diaby, the edge rusher and, uh, Yasir Abdullah, the linebacker. I mean, they were all over Florida state's offense, you know, and, and it was interesting to see Jordan Travis. He ended up getting hurt in that game, but him trying to elude Yaya Diaby, who was just chasing him down tackling him and then um you know when when the backup came in for florida state they were in the backfield consistently it was like you know it it, it was you're looking at robert scott the left tackle for florida state he's an nfl prospect we have a tackle it might be more of a guard but i mean diaby like took him to school a lot of times (laughs) in that game and so he was he was on my stock down list like you know you got it. You got to go down when you're losing to who's a legitimate NFL player. Then Abdullah had a, a key interception with a big return, um, just heads up play. It was, it was, it was interesting to see. That was a really fun game to watch, and those two guys made Louisville's defense uh, very good. I think both are draftable. Um, I think I had Diaby on on the edge before, like as almost draftable, and um, Abdullah out out of the draft. Both have risen up multiple rounds for me. So. Um... I'll be dead honest with you, and Jared will, will be my my witness. I'm terrible with the names. I had that was my guy before <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the DN from Louisville. I would have messed his name up, and I didn't want to do that on your show. Look, look, <laughs> so, I, I, I messed up a ton of names. I'm not a name guy either. So you I did you did that justice. I would have made that <laughs> terrible, but I was totally impressed at how explosive he was, right off rip, and his hand movement. He was just like he got up and under. Your guy on the offensive line there, he got up and under him, and, and like, and would just quickly would drop that shoulder and it was around. It was, I was impressed. And I, I think when you see the, like the the feet of Scott just not be able to catch up to that explosiveness, uh, you know, off the snap, instant. that was where it's like, uh, you know, guard might be a better option for yeah. Robert Scott because then, then you don't have to worry about that stuff as much. But um, man, I think I think the NFL, I, th- I think I think Gabby's going to be a big name in those circles. And I, I, I'm hoping we can see him in a pretty big all-star game in the senior bowl, perhaps. Um, I think he's eligible. So that would be great. Yeah, that, that would be nice to see. Can I just, uh, can I throw, you, you had a running back. That was your guy. And 
Jared's usually running back, so I'm gonna try to do him justice. Can I throw a running back guy and sure, Preston? yeah, go for it. Um, Bela, Richard Reese. Oh, there uh, you go. Yeah, the, the true freshman, uh, I believe. Let me see what he had for attempts here. Uh, 19 attempts for 156 yards and three touchdowns. Whew. I actually caught two of the touchdowns. They were long runs. As a true freshman, I was blown away. He was so shifty. Um, yes, sweet feet in the hole. Man, one he could plant his foot and just go. And once he was in the open field, he was blowing guys away. There was no catching him. He he was pulling away from guys. It was impressive. No, it's definitely a name down the line. I, I don't think I had Reese on my incoming freshman list too highly. He wasn't a highly high recruit. You know, it's where you start. So, um, but I was impressed too. He's he's being he's on my list to add twenty twenty five rankings for that draft for yeah sure. you, you think he's, he gets the start i mean he was he was uh he got chance of starting because of injury but i i was uh i was reading that the, the rb1 is supposed to be healthy enough to play this week so i wonder if he gets yeah the start. i mean i do i do like tay mcwilliams they're, yeah. they're running back there that got hurt i like him too but i i think you have to put reese on the field a little bit you know at least a little bit for now so give him 10 give him 10 Give him like eight to ten. Eight to ten. Yeah, five, five is five. Five would be fine. <laughs> Let's not get too greedy. But um, all right. Let's, we're going to talk receivers today since Brian's not here. You know, we're both fantasy people. Um, and it, it worked out really well. Brian picked receivers for this week. So we're going to kind of debate our top five receivers. Brian and I have the same top five. So I don't even have to, <laughs> uh, which I, we, we, we have, we don't talk about these. We've been pretty locked step. Um, hopefully soon we'll, we'll find some, some things to disagree on here. Uh, but, but, you know, I'm excited to see if you, you're, you're off the, the cuff here on your top five receivers. Um, so I'll start Brian, my number five receivers, Josh Downs wide receiver from North Carolina injured right now. looks like he's going to be coming back hopefully this week. Uh, but you know, he, he's a player that I, I struggled to rank super productive with Sam Howell the past two years. Now Drake may stepped in there at North Carolina looking really good and Josh Downs by far his best weapon. Um, but even, even two years ago as a freshman had two receivers next to him that went to the NFL. He had two running backs, obviously Javante Williams, Michael Carter uh, still was getting a ton of looks. I, I think of the NFL, Josh Downs is a slot receiver first and foremost, maybe a Deontay Johnson type where you can get off the line super quick and get open. Uh, my one issue with him is there's not much physicality there. You know, he, he, and if he gets jammed at the line, there's enough time and he gets off of it. He's tough to cover after that, but he, he can't get off it super well. And I, you know, I just wonder if he's going to be more kind of niche in the NFL and needs the right system, but these are the type of receivers that are working uh, at that point. So I, I like to see a guy that can be explosive. He can make guys miss with his feet, with his quickness, um, he's good in short space. He can take the a pass to the house, 60, 70 yards. Um, there's a lot to like about the explosiveness of Josh Downs. The analytics community loves him because he, you know, he broke out super early. So uh, I, I'm a fan, but I'm, I'm hesitant if he's in if he's a first round pick. He's a top tier guy yet. So I loved him last year, and my co-host has buzzing in my ear. All off season about who's throwing the ball and blah, blah, blah. I like the young kid. I think Drake May is the real deal. Um, I say it all the time. He's pretty much telling Sam how hold hold my beer, old man. I'm I'm gonna show you what to do here in, in North Carolina. Uh, he he looks like a veteran as as a young kid. That first game though, Downs wasn't the main recipient, and that scared me a little bit. He 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 shares the ball a lot. He doesn't just target one guy. Uh, I felt like how targeting Downs. A lot last year. 
Let's see how he is after the injury. I have him around that area, but I don't have him at five. Who, who, who's your Who's your number five? Uh, my number five is Marvin Mims. Okay, yeah. Talk okay. Talk about Mims. Uh, I, I had. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. I had um, Mims in the seven area, six seven going into the year. Um, hoping that the connection with Gabriel would would pop and we would be able to see him used a little bit more, especially with uh, the, new, the new coach there in uh, Venables and stuff. So he's been balling out, man. He's getting open. He's getting a ton of air yards. He's he's getting a ton of yak yards. I watched him catch a, a half-yard pass and turn it into 36 yards last week. Right down the sideline, nobody could even touch him. It's, he looks like he's prepped and ready for the NFL. He's could be a little bit more physical. I would like to see it. Um, like you said, with Downs, a little bit more physical. But he's fast enough that he can get off tight coverage fat, quickly. And he's got those late hands. Like He doesn't have to catch the ball at show early. He can catch it literally last second when the guys aren't, um, DBs aren't ready for it. So I'm, I'm a big Mims fan. If he keeps rolling this way with Gabriel, I think he can keep locked in the top five. No, I, I think he's intriguing. I really liked him early in his career. I thought last year didn't didn't play quite as well. Um, but like you said, this year so far so good. So I'm intrigued to see the big Big 12 play. Um, number four for Brian and I is Quentin Johnston, wide receiver for TCU. And this is one of those where like TCU has an awful offense this year. Uh, Zach Evans transferred out. Kendra Miller, the running back stepping in, hasn't done quite as well. They're, they're, they're passing game. They just don't have a quarterback. I mean, Chandler Morris and Max Duggan are not Big Ten quarter, Big Ten or Big 12 for any really any Power 5 conference. I don't <laughs> think they deserve to be there. Whatever whatever big conference you got. Uh, so, Quentin Johnston's five catches in oh. two games and against Colorado and Tarleton State. Um, he had 22 yards in both those games. Like So, the production's not there this year. But I think when, when you watch him and you see a player who is 6'4", 215, legitimate 4'4 speed, you know, they're throwing screens to him because he's, he, you know, he's, he's the best weapon they have and he can take it to the house. Um, I mean, he had a, some big games the past two years, really impressed me. I, I actually liked him coming out of high school, decent amount. I have some Debbie shares I got while he was in high school that I'm hoping it transferred. But the, the, last year, the game against Oklahoma was, I mean, just phenomenal. He was just – no one could stop him. So it's it's a projection because I, I think he'll probably be one of those players if this production doesn't keep up. He'll fall a little bit. What happened, he'll declare. He'll go to the combine. He'll run a 4-4 at 6-4-2-15. And we're like, all right, you know, <laughs> do it. Um, and, you know, usually those guys I'm weary of, but I – he, he has backed it up with production in the past. So I, I think it's there and I think he can be really good. Yeah. I mean, that guy was legitimately mossing people last year. That one catch he had where he turned around the two and literally over the dude caught it, scored a touchdown, just stared at him like a grown man. He, he, <laughs> he was like, I'm here. Everybody recognized me. I, I, I'm go. going to be a force. Five catches on what? I think it's nine targets, something like that. It's, it's, it's a little concerning i mean they were just last year they were just throwing it up there i understand the zach evans thing is a huge huge um effect you know you don't you don't have a guy in the back there to help the play action i had him at this ranking um like i said i've changed things through 
what I've seen early. So I still I have him there, but my guy that's kind of right now as as the season goes at that four spot is uh, Cedric Tillman. Um, oh yeah, I love him. Yeah. So I liked I like Tillman a lot. Um, I wanted to see if last year was a fluke with Hooker, um, but Hooker's looking like he's the real deal again. I don't know if we're gonna get thirty one and three again this year from Hooker, but uh, he looks good. Uh, I like to see him just take a little more shots downfield. Uh, he's been kind of conservative the last game and a half, but uh, yeah, Tillman's got uh seventeen receptions, two hundred forty six yards, one touchdown, and uh, he's averaging fourteen point five yards per catch. I'd love that. anything over thirteen point. Zero yards per catch is huge to me. It's like a neon sign that that's like you could you know possibly be uh, an NFL guy. I mean, obviously you got to have targets and receptions to go with it, but he he's got it. He you know he can play on outside a little bit on the inside, makes plays. Um, another guy I like to see a little bit more physical, but he's quick and shifty. He's got them fast feet as well. And I mean, he's listed 6'3", 215. And he, I, I, like you say, you watch him, and I don't know if this is good or bad. I think you can make an <laughs> argument either way. You know, he, he almost plays smaller than that. Yes. Because, just because he looks more, he's more athletic than you expect yes. a player at that size to be. I mean, that game against Pitt, he was dominant. And he, you know, I talked about him last week a bit. Uh, now he got hurt against Akron. I think those numbers be even better. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, they, they might, it seems like they might hold him out for a little bit, but. You know, I'm ho- hopefully not long because I I, yeah. do, I I do like such. I think he's my sixth receiver, so he's he's right there for me. And uh, yeah, that's where he was before the season for me. Like I said, Mims and him are right around that same thing. I'm just going off what I'm seeing for production right now. And, and like I said, TCU um has a big question mark in that the leader at all on their offense. And you know, with with Downs being injured, and I'm not seeing instant chemistry with um Drake May uh right away. I'm just it's, it's a little bit of a, a a small fade. Don't kill me, community. It's just a small fade for me. You know, I gotta I, I just doing a little flip flop. My six and seven or my seven and eight, and now my you know, my four and my five. So well my my number three is someone with a ton of production and instant connection with his quarterback. Uh it's that's Jordan Addison, wide receiver at Southern Cal, former pit wide receiver who transferred as a freshman at Pitt, caught 60 passes really without a real, you know, Kenny Pickett wasn't playing that well at that point. We weren't talking NFL for Kenny Pickett. Um, and I still think there's a possibility that Jordan Addison was more reason for that offense to be as good as it was. Um, but this year, transferring to USC, it's like, what's going to happen? Uh, Mario Williams transferred there with Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley's offense. And, I mean, Jordan Addison's just been flat-out dominant in these first three games. And, you know, Rice, Fresno State, okay. But they played at Stanford week two. He was going up against Caillou Blue Kelly, a corner I know Brian likes a lot, a physical corner, going to be an NFL pick, maybe a day two pick. Um, And, I mean, Jordan Addison, he couldn't cover him. I mean, Addison was getting just open again and again and again and again, uh, and Caleb Williams can throw the football. So, you know, he's not missing him. Uh, you know, a- Addison is – I used to have Quinn Johnson above him and really thought, you know, the size, the speed factor. I don't know if Jordan Addison is going to be – he's listed six foot 175. He's probably shorter than that. He's going to come in under six foot tall. Uh, and I don't know if he's not a four, three blazer type. I don't think he's going to be that type of, you know, the workouts are going to blow you away. He's just a good route runner with good feet and nice quickness. I think, I think it, it could be a thing where like the 40 times, not great, right. But the, all, all those other 
you know, every other workout's good, but people kind of fixate on a, a four, five, 40 at 175 pounds. Um, I don't think the NFL is going to care. I, I think, I think Jordan Addison has a legitimate shot to be a top 15 pick, drawn some comps to Devonta Smith, drawn some comps to Justin Jefferson. You know, he has that type of play. So I bumped him up to number three. I got him number one. No, number one. Look at that. Yeah. yeah you, you, and you, I'm a you, huge. You really, you really are leaning into this year as like. <laughs> well, no, because uh, I'm a huge Nick Jackson. I love Nick, but he was, he was my one going into this. Uh, the injury, the non-production, um, you know, obviously I'm just, I'm, like I said, I'm going with like where we're at right now and how it's going, but he is like, it, it never changed schools. He got Kenny Pickett better send that dude the best BMW or Mercedes they make because he got him drafted in the first round. Because if it wasn't wow. for Addison, he, yeah, dude, there's no way he's in a he's a first round pick <laughs> if it's not for Jordan Addison. No way. All right. Yeah, but in the car when a, got his award, snuck out the back door with coach and said, Let's go. First week, balled out, instant chemistry with probably the best quarterback in college football right now. Uh Caleb Williams. And then he, he, his neck to his ankles, it's all one unit. When he, when he goes to break a receiver down, it, it's like Garrett Wilson almost. Uh, and, and this week he broke that guy. His whole body moved. The guy went that way, and Addison, and, you know, and Wilson went the other way. Addison on on blue, and I'm a big blue Kelly guy. Smoked him. It was embarrassing. He literally wasn't making him look like a top ten cornerback in the league. And I, I have blue as a top ten cornerback in college football. And I don't know. I just the way he's moving right now, he continues this. He's not even putting up anywhere close to the pace he was last year. It's just the way he's doing it so smoothly, effortlessly. Man, it's fun to watch. I I do think he's the most fun receiver to watch in in college football right now because it, it's just every week. And that offense is so fun. Um who who do you have at number three then? Who's who's your number three receiver? Uh Bute. Okay. Because he quits. <laughs> well, he's still a top three. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, he's a top you know. three. I'd have him. I, I, I'd have him at two, and I'd have him pushing because I, if if he was playing hard, and Nick Book had this injury like he has now, I'd probably have him at one. But Daniels put a ball in that first game. Okay, in the first game he was like not there. He was in space. He, he, they quit doubling him in the second half, and he still couldn't get open. Didn't even make an effort. Daniels in that right before the half, Daniels threw a perfect ball from any quarterback. He didn't even put his hands up in the end zone. Would have been a touchdown. Didn't even try. I was like, wow, this guy's disconcerting. He doesn't even feel like he, he wants to be here. And it's been multiple weeks like that. So last week was a little bit better. I guess I didn't have to see my, the talents there. I mean, when he wants to play and he's fully healthy, he's almost unguardable in college football. Um Got the seven. I, I was expecting more. I really was expecting more when they gave him that number. I thought he was locked in. He looks like he's checked out. And and he's my number two. I yeah. I look that pass against Florida State was bad. I think he. I think he. You know, came back from that. Caught caught his two passes. Um, I think was getting back into it. And then I thought against Mississippi State. He he looked he looked fully engaged. I mean, they were doubling him again. They were back to like, don't let him get the ball. He made a couple of plays. It's nothing mind blowing, but 
um, I, I don't think I don't think he has to give effort. I don't think he has to play this year. Like I like, like I think he could be, you know, a, a first round at least a top fifty pick without stepping on the field again. I think he's that talented of a player. Um, he's going to get questions about that Florida State game. You know, the NFL teams are going to ask him about it. But I thought even last year, I think there's a lot of talk of him. Uh, you know, he he had the injury late and then like never really tried to come back unless he wasn't playing well. But the first half of that season, when he was on the field, he played extremely well. He oh, was yeah. dominant. He was the number one. And once again, I don't think LSU had a quarterback that could throw the ball very well. So I, I think we're going to see more from Keishon Butte going forward. And I'm not ready to drop him just yet. We'll see how the rest of this this season goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my, my co-host Jared said to me, you know, after that first half against Florida State, he called his agent and said, how, how many games? How many games do I have to play before I can go and be a first-round pick? Yeah, but maybe that's a whole different discussion. So maybe in May, off the Brad that, like, because <laughs> I'm definitely as much as I love college, as much as I love college football, and I love the way the system is set up. Like, I'm all for if, if a guy can go to the NFL after two years, like let him go to the NFL. Like, let Keishawn so, Butte play on Sundays. But that, that's a whole. That's wait, a whole. So real quick. The NBA just changed it, or oh, they're in the process of changing it. That you can go to to the NBA at eighteen again, right? That they're going, they're going now. You don't have to play one year of college. It's going to switch. That so you can go right out of high school. How is that? But you can't let these kids in college go after two years. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't. Yeah, or uh, yeah, like so we can get into like I feel like there's <laughs> way like the NBA has where you can you can go and then there's a point you can pull back out and come right. back. Like like yeah. why, why can't we why can't we do that in college? Yeah. Where draft stocks at, you can uh, decommit, right? Why not, right? like, you know, pull back I, in? Actually, at the NIL now, like, a couple <laughs> of not, you know. Um, but who's your number two? I think your number two is my number one, so Jackson Smith, Nick Bone. I mean, and everything about him, um, is just screams one to me. Uh, the bowl game, he, he was his breakout party last year. Uh, he doesn't have so, like, I hear all the questions about, like. Oh, the speed, the speed. I mean, he doesn't have breakaway speed, really, but he doesn't really get caught from behind. You know what I mean? He, he doesn't get caught like that. So it's just, man, I haven't seen a guy that can get open, can, can play all over the field. It's so tw- it's, it's just, it's impressive to see how twitchy and quick his vision is insane as well. I want him to get back, get healthy, man. Get back on this field as soon as possible. It just stinks that they have so much talent at, at Ohio State that, you know, Harrison Jr. and my boy uh, Mbuka, they don't even really need him right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, he he's my number one still. He he had the injury. If he wouldn't have had the injury, he would be having that production. Like it would have been there even last week. He was back, quote unquote. He didn't play a f- full complement of snaps. He barely did against Toledo. Uh, you know, they were just trying to warm him back in before Wisconsin this week. I, I think he has a huge week this week against Wisconsin. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, from Ohio State. I, I, you know, I, I think it's going to be a, a breakout again. And he was, I think, on his way against Notre Dame. I think that you know, he was going to be a big factor, and that shifted what the offense did. I mean, from the slot, a guy that's six one two hundred. I mean, JSN is so explosive off the line at that size that he can just box guys out, make a catch, and then, like you said, gets physical breaks a tackle. Like and and, and what are you going to do? The, the fact that he had 
more production than Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, who both are playing well in the NFL (laughs) already to me is uh, he's the real deal. He's going to perform at the NFL and and should be a high draft pick. What was it? 970, 970 something yards last year or something like that. Like what did he have? He had something insane. I know he had most yards um, out of all three wide receivers, right? Yeah, he 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 ended up with uh, over sixteen hundred yards yeah. receiving Oof. right now. Now he had the three hundred and fifty yard game in the bowl game. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that yeah, helps. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I mean, you know, sixteen hundred yards for a true sophomore, nine touchdowns, oh. best single game in Ohio State history. Had some pretty good receivers uh, in in their history, yeah. so. It's pretty good. So to run down our list, uh, me and Brian, our number five is Josh Downs, wide receiver, North Carolina. Number four is Quentin Johnston, wide receiver, TCU. Number three, Jordan Addison, wide receiver, Southern Cal. Number two, Kayshawn Boutte, wide receiver, LSU. Number one, Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver, Ohio State. And for Nino, number five is Marvin Mims, wide receiver, Oklahoma. Number four, Cedric Tillman, wide receiver, Tennessee. Number three, Kayshawn Boutte, wide receiver, LSU. Number two, Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver, Ohio State. Number one. Jordan Addison, wide receiver USC. I got your list right. <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, yes, you I, I did. was like, oh, I should have been writing this down as we went. No, See, no, this, no, you, you got it. You this, got this, it. Is, this is why this is why I don't host. Uh, <laughs> um, let's look ahead to week four real quick. We'll just, we'll just real quick touch on some of the games that Brian and I are watching this week. Um, so on the 22nd, tomorrow, Thursday night, Coastal Carolina at Georgia State. I'll be watching on ESPNU at 6.30 p.m. Central. Um, I, I like Coastal Carolina as a team. I mean, this offense, Grayson McCall uh, was in my top five quarterbacks before the season. You know, I, 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 look, I, it's it's a weird system, the, the like real quick RPO kind of system. But uh, it's working. Sam Pinckney, who transferred over yes. there, that receiver is pretty good. I really like Billy Lampkin, their guard. He's small, but I mean, he he is so technically sound. And, and Georgia State has some running backs that are decent. Uh, probably the best prospect is safety and Tavius Lane. Um, but you know, I, I think it'll be a good game. Interested to see some of these guys for the first time at Georgia State. Uh, yeah, um, Georgia State has a, a running back. I think uh, Greg, Greg Tucker Greg. Uh, yeah, Tucker Greg. He's I only know because I have him in uh, a league with John, John Lava for college. Um, not bad. Uh, I think he was hurt the first week of the year, so he just started getting into his groove now. He's not bad. Uh, where's Bennett? Is Braden Bennett playing in this game for Coastal Carolina? What's the deal? Is he still hurt? That's a, that's a good question. It's tough to find information. I think he's still hurt, but uh, an impressive running back for Coastal. We'll see. Uh, it, it looks like he's probably not going to play in this one either. So. He reminds me of Donaldson for the uh, in West Virginia, right? Big there dude, just just battles people down. Got speed. Um, I would like to see McCall play a little better. I was expecting the ball out more. Um, kind of just getting the pot, this you know the soup warm. I guess it's still early. We'll see what he yeah. can do in this game on national television. He he is a limelight guy. He usually plays well on national televised games. So we'll see what happens. Uh, and Brian's going to be watching tomorrow night Chattanooga at Illinois, 7.30 Central on the Big Ten Network. Um, Chattanooga has a really impressive guard prospect, draftable McClendon Curtis, big, strong, physical. I can't wait to see him in this game against Illinois, who has a, a decent defensive line. 
you know, my favorite Illinois prospect is running back Chase Brown. He's been super productive. <laughs> he is by far, you know, the best player on that team. Maybe the only draftable player on Illinois. I think they have a couple guys that will get into camps, offensive tackle Alec uh, Pauksuski, but Chase Brown, he's, he should eat up Chattanooga's defense for sure. 185. Going with 185 yards. He's been averaging like 130 a game. He's killing it this year. I remember he had, uh, I think it was week two, he had 100 in the first half. It, it was yeah. crazy. He's, he's just been turning the wheels. I feel like he likes contact. Is, is that odd to say with him? No, I, 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 think, yeah. I think he embraces it and always yeah. picks up extra yards. Yeah, and he's not a guy that you can hit him and then he's falling down. Like, he wants the contact and he's going to show you, I'm going to get at least three, four more. And I, I might just drag you along for a couple more after that. You better call your buddy to come get me. Yeah. Yeah, I will, say, I will say defensive tackle Devonsha Maxwell for Chattanooga, too. Another uh, potential NFL draft pick. Uh, I, I was watching Chattanooga today to kind of catch up. So I'm going to I'm going to watch this game, too, at some point. The, um, uh, the tackle you spoke about with, with the name P, is he on the right side? He is. Yeah. yeah all right. Yes, that's the that I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I didn't know the name. I just knew watching watching Brown run that, that big fellow on the right side. He just goes at him. <laughs> Uh, and then on uh, Friday, we have at 7 p.m. Nevada at Air Force on FS1. I'll be watching that game. Um, you know, Air Force, Brad Roberts, their fullback running back, they have that triple option. He's been super productive. He had surgery in the offseason, but came back, had a big game last week. Uh, Nevada lost a ton of players to the transfer portal when they lost their coach. Still a couple guys, Don Peterson, the defensive lineman, I like. Um, Toa Tua, the running back is, you know, maybe a camp guy, Aaron Frost, the offensive tackle, but you know, I, I want to watch some of these, some of these camp guys too, and, and get a feel for them. Um, but I think it's actually going to be a, a pretty good game. I think Air Force could take it to him a little bit. Uh, I, I like Toa Tua. I think he could be uh, a Pacheco type guy, uh, next year, um, in the draft. Um, I don't know much. I just know that all these, uh, Air Force Army, they, they they all just run the ball. They all just run the ball. They throw like under twelve times a game. Um, I love their defensive guys. Um, every every one of the service teams has a unbelievable guy on the defensive side. I believe you mentioned Peters. Is that, is that what his name is? Dom. Uh, Dom Peterson for Nevada. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's on the other side. He's on the other yeah. side. I'm sorry. Vince, yeah. Vince Sanford, linebacker for Air Force, is probably. Yeah, they always have one. I know. I know. Uh, Army has Andre Carter, so it's yeah. like. Eh, eh, they all got one one big dog on the linebacker side, and they just run the ball with like six guys. So Saturday, 11, uh, 11 a.m. Central, Clemson at Wake Forest on ABC. I'll be watching, and Clemson obviously has that defense that is just continuing to be dominant. Um, Brian Breesy, the defensive lineman's had a solid season. I'm still waiting for Miles Murphy, their edge guy, to kind of break out and really show what he's about. Um but I mean, you know, we could we could talk for days about the Clemson defensive players, and we have them on the list almost every week. But even like KJ Henry has been having a really good season, the edge player for Clemson. Uh, but I want to see what this Wake Forest offense could do. I like. I think Sam Hartman can could he came back looking good. I think he can develop into maybe something. At Perry, I really like their receiver Ooh, nice. is in my top ten receivers for the for the NFL draft. Um, Nick Anderson, their safety was a walk on who had a breakout freshman season. Not as good last year, but I think he's someone who's shown that. Um, yeah, and then uh, Michael Jurgens, their center um, related to Cam Jurgens, who was drafted last year out of Nebraska. So this, some, this is going to be a good good ACC matchup against two 
potential ACC winning teams. Yeah, uh, I love A.T. Perry. I'm glad you mentioned him. Jared rips me all the time about him. You know, he just says, what wake receivers go to the NFL and perform? And I have to go digging. You know, it's very hard it's, to find. It's a but dif- different wake than they've they've ever been. So I agree. With Hartman, it, since Hartman's been there, they've been a totally different program. Uh, I love A.T. Perry. I love Donovan Green. On the other side, I think he's a good compliment to Perry. Uh, I'm actually... Excited! I know you mentioned uh, I'm a I'm a Murphy guy. I love Miles Murphy. I don't know is is Reese playing? I know um, condolences to him. I think his sister passed away or something like that. Yeah, death of the family. Brian Reese. I don't know if he's playing in this game. Uh but it's Fred Davis. I want to see Fred Davis cornerback. Fred Davis the second uh, against At Perry. That's that guy. He's played really good so far this year for Clemson. I want I, I want to see what he can do um, against Perry. But if he can't contain Perry and they lock him up one on one, I expect Green to just ball out. Yeah, but yeah, Donovan Green, the other receiver, is is yeah. super intriguing. So wait, it's... my last question is: How many quarters before Cade comes in? Because DJ is washed like dirty laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we still got a little while. I, I think I think they're you know they're they're gonna hold on for a little while still for DJU, but he's he'll he'll be playing in a different uniform next year. We'll yeah. say that. Yeah, Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> IP. Um, Minnesota, Michigan State, two thirty p.m. Big Ten Network. I'll be watching. This game and Minnesota looking really sharp. Uh, they did lose Chris Ottman Bell, the receiver for the season. He had some some NFL potential. It's probably gone now, but um, their running backs are really good. Muhammad Ibrahim came back from uh, from the injury. He's been consistent, hundred yard rusher. Um, their center, John Michael Schmitz, is probably in the top five centers in this draft. Very you know, very disciplined, very strong, uh, and. Brevin Span Ford, their tight end, another blocking tight end that Coquif got drafted last year to the NFL. Um, so it's interesting. And Michigan State has not played up to snuff, uh, but Jalen Berger, their running back, uh, replacing Ken Walker, has had he's he's had some good games. He struggled a bit last week. I mean, the whole team did. Um, but you know, they have Jaden Reed, a receiver who I think has legitimate NFL talent. Uh, I think that their defensive side of the ball is <laughs> you're, just, you're, just, you're, just, you're just reacting. I mean, you don't even need to talk, I think. You can just uh, have, have that. I think the defensive side of the ball, too, um, has some intriguing players. Uh, one, of the, one of their defensive linemen I have rated decently high as well. So, uh, you know, Michigan State, it's going to be uh, Chris Boggle, the edge rusher, I think, transferring from Florida. I like him. So I, I think it'll be a good game. It's gonna be a, a fun, interesting game. I love Muhammad back. He's like the, the injury never happened. I believe he's got twenty attempts each game. I know he's got over hundred yards. I think they've given him twenty or more attempts every yeah, well, game. Well, welcome to Minnesota's offense. It's, yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> he's getting a Trayshawn Potts. The backups getting it like they're all just getting. Yeah, it. I mean, but he just removed from what ACL or is it Achilles? I, I don't. I'm not sure. If I see. I, I want to say it was an Achilles injury. That's what. Yeah, it was an Achilles yeah, injury I that mean, he had, which is pretty impressive because that's yeah. a He's tough explosive. one to come back from. He looked explosive. It's crazy. Uh the only bright spot for me from Michigan State. I like. I like Berger. I think every Wisconsin running back, whether they stay in Wisconsin or transfer, just does it. I, I don't know what it is. Somehow they get recruited to Wisconsin, and they're just they're just unbelievable running backs. They can get the job done. Your boy Reed's been a ghost. What what what's going on? Where's he been? Like, Thorne's I mean, been balling out. All right. The, pass, been the, the passing game is is Peyton Thorne is not. A He's great been chucking the rock. He's been getting what? Uh, I think he had a couple three hundred yard uh, games this year already. I got him in fantasy, so it might look different for me. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they they had to play catch up against Washington last yeah, week. Yeah, so it was garbage was time. Tossing it. Yeah, yeah, but well, Washington, that's my guy over there. We won't talk about him yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Texas at Texas Tech, two thirty p.m. on ABC or ESPN. I'll be watching this one. Uh, Texas obviously stood up to Alabama pretty well. Alfred Collins, their edge rusher, played well in that game. Keandre Coburn, the nose tackle, had a, a monster game against the run. Um, against Alabama. And, and I like their linebackers, Marvin Overshawn. We've talked about the podcast before, but one guy to watch out for is linebacker uh, Diamante Tucker Dorsey, who tr- is small school transfer into Texas. Like I think his defense could, Texas Tech has some high flyers, could play well. Obviously, we know B. John Robinson, the running back for Texas, had a big run for a touchdown last week, uh, is going to be pretty good. And, you know, we'll see what Jordan Whittington is starting to step up. Roshan Johnson, their backup running back. Um, I don't think Quinn Ewers is going to play yet, but uh, he'll be back soon. Texas Tech, um, you know, is interesting. They have a high-flying offense. Donovan Smith, one of Brian's guys, uh, coming in after Tyler Shock got hurt. They have a couple of a couple defensive players that I think could be interesting. Um, Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher, probably the top guy there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a rivalry game. It's going to be, you know. Very interesting. I wish you was just playing. Uh, I really want to see more of a sample size. I called it. I was three yards away. I called it before college football started that Texas was going to take out Alabama, the juggernaut. And I was, Wrong, I, I, but, I was yeah. shocked. <laughs> they were three yards away. If he doesn't get hurt, I really think they can win that game. Um, oh, it's not bad. He's okay. Um, he's hurt too. I mean, he's banged yeah. up. And he, he, he got it out last week. Uh I've been a Bijan guy. Jared will tell you the same thing. I, I, I'm all about Bijan. That play he made, I believe it was the third quarter. He literally shook three guys in the space of the size of a tuna can. All right? And then broke it out to the hash. Stiff-armed another guy. Broke that tackle. Went another six to seven. He has got to be the closest guy coming out of college next to Saquon Barkley since then. Yeah, He's, I, I- I think for sure. He's just super impressive. And when you think he got him figured out, he he does some kind of crazy different element to his game and he just steps it up another notch. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll, we'll see a first-round running back come back here this year, at, at yeah. least one. Uh, we have Marshall at Troy, 6 p.m. on the NFL Network. Brian's going to be watching that one. Marshall will still be without their stud running back, Rasheen Ali, but last week we talked about uh, Kalen LeBourne, who is playing really well. Filling in for him, probably earned himself a role. Stephen Gilmore, the corner for Marshall, uh, pretty good. Marshall has some decent players. And Troy has some interesting players that are probably going to find their way into the NFL. Um, Richard Jubinor, the linebacker, very tough, good form tackler. Um, Carlton Marshall, their, their other linebacker, they have a good second level. So I think this is this actually be a pretty good game. I'm, I've been a big fan of Marshall. Obviously, beating Notre Dame helps. But I, I they have a really good team this year. <laughs> I, I I love I love it. Being fighting Irish helps, of course it does. Um, yeah, I mean I love Ali. Um, do you think he's an NFL back? Yeah, I mean I, I you know I think he's probably round four, round five. Uh, I've heard the workouts will be excellent. So as long as he gets back and there's yeah, I don't know what the the personal issue was. It seems like it'll be fine. Um, I, I think he's going to get drafted. Yeah. Uh... I can't. I'm just drawing a blank on the gentleman. Um, the backup is it LeBlow? Yeah, LeBorn. LeBorn. Yes, he's been. 
Oh, man, he's been chugging along like a train. If if they can get both of those guys on the field at the same time, I know you said Ali might not play this week. But, whew, that's a juggernaut back there. That's super hard to play, especially if they're on the field at the same time. I mean, it's a mental health. It was a mental health issue with Ali, so hopefully he writes that ship. He seems he's back early. They didn't even expect him back. They had no timetable. I think it was, what, three weeks he was back? Yeah. He was uh, at practice last week and this week, so. I think Marshall takes it. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, did, did have the unfortunate loss to Bowling Green last week in overtime. Uh, so, you know, the transitive property of college football is going crazy. Yeah. But <laughs> you give a little, you take a little. That's it's how it goes. <laughs> like, yeah, like you'll take you'll take the Notre Dame win to take the Bowling Green loss. I think every day of the week. <laughs> uh, UNLV at Utah State. I'm going to be watching 6 p.m. Uh, on CBS Sports Network, and this is another just cu- couple of teams I wanted to watch. Logan Bonner for Utah State, one of the rare seven-year players here <laughs> in college football, um, puts up some big numbers. I mean, I think he could maybe get into a camp. Um, Byron Vaughn's their linebacker's interesting. Xavier Williams, the receiver. And UNLV has – we'll talk about their quarterback at a question later, you know, but they're, they're a team with an explosive offense, has had some good receivers, Ricky White and uh, Kyle Williams. They're the receivers. There's some young receivers there, so – uh, it's actually just going to be a fun game. Yeah. Uh, Bond has been hit or miss. I mean, even on his misses, he's put up some numbers. Um, I know he's thrown a couple of picks in these games. Yeah. He's really taken advantage of the seven years. He, I feel like this is probably his better year <laughs> out of all seven. Um, I think he can keep it rolling. Um, I'm going to say he puts up around 285 and two touchdowns. I right, look, I think it's fair. Um, the next game I'll definitely be watching Wisconsin at Ohio State, 6.30 p.m. on ABC. Uh, being an Ohio State alumni, I'm looking forward to seeing Big Ten football come back. We talked about JSN, but Ohio State's defense is really starting to step up in some big ways. I think they have some linebackers that could get drafted. Steel Chambers, the running back, turn linebacker, uh, is super intriguing. Cody Simon, I think, is interesting. Tommy Eichenberg. And – you know, their tight end, Cade Stover, has been pretty impressive to me as a blocker, as a, you know, kind of a valve outlet. I think he could get drafted. And Cam Brown, their corner. And then, you know, the offensive tackles, of course, the, some of the big guys are playing well. Paris Johnson's having a great year at left tackle, making that move. But Wisconsin's going to be tough. Um, you know, they have a, a pretty good defense, like always Nick Herbig, their linebacker. Um, they have some offensive tackles who I think are hit or miss at times, Jack Nelson and Tyler Beach there so it's it's you know i think it's going to be a good game we'll see if the run game gets going braylon allen their running back's not eligible this year but uh he's you know he's big tough strong fast so uh, i think this could be a could end up being a pretty good game you didn't even mention travion huh he's not eligible this year we're, you know, we're uh, talking uh, 2023 uh, nfl right. draft right. here i apologize so. i apologize <laughs> well, you said braylon allen you know what i, I mean? did i did drop braylon no. allen Travion's probably not going to play. He's still hurt from last week. Yeah. Uh, so I, 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 you know, I, I haven't gotten, I haven't seen the final word on that, but I, I'm going to guess they're going to hold him out. Yeah. Um, why risk it? Right. I mean, uh, no, looks, looks like, looks like he's expected to play. So never mind. I was good. Wrong. That's a battle <laughs> I like to see. That's a, that's a huge run. Uh, people want to see that running back battle, Allen and, and yeah. Henderson. That's huge. Um, but, you know, the guys are, Wide receivers all around. Obviously, they're not eligible with Harrison and uh, Buka, but JSN is. Um, I'm loving it. He gets back to it. 
I like the the I think it's Steel Chambers that that gentleman. Yeah. The, the vision, it's very clear. The transfer over has helped him from the offensive side because he is like shooting gaps. He's playing really really well um for a first year switch. I I want to see how it goes out for the rest of the season, but you can tell uh having that vision being on the offensive side is definitely helping him now uh playing defense. It's great. Last game of the week is going to be for Utah at Arizona State, 9.30 p.m. on ESPN or ESPN2. I'll be watching that game. We're going to see how the new interim head coach does at Arizona State uh, if Sean Aguano can pull off a win here at home against ranked Utah. Um, Arizona State, you know, Emory Jones had some buzz last year for Florida, didn't play great. Um but uh, Nesta Jade Silvera, the defensive lineman, I think is probably their best prospect. Transferred from Miami over to there. He's he's interesting. But Utah has a ton of players. I, I like Brand Cuthy, who's having a great season at H-back, fullback type, uh, tight end. Clark Phillips the third potential first-round corner for Utah, had, who, who played great. And uh, I think Dalton Kincaid, their other tight end, he's been putting up numbers too. They've been throwing to the tight ends a ton. He's, he's going to get drafted. Um, and I like the running back, Tavion Thomas. I think it's a tough day three kind of running back, putting up some good numbers too. So I, I think Utah's offense is going to have a lot of success in this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, Utah will be rising in this game behind my boy Cam. Wow, um, there, there's, uh, there's a fun for you. <laughs> he uh, he started off slow. Um, that Florida game was terrible for him. Um, but he, he spun it around. They're playing better. And also the running back was slow in that first game against Florida too. And he's been putting back, uh, together – Back-to-back games where he looked really, really good. My man Kincaid's the real deal. He's getting drafted. He's playing on Sundays. Ah, it's crazy how they do it with both. You know, you said uh, is it Kuth and Kincaid? They they both get the job done. Kuth's uh, like a Swiss Army knife. He's out there blocking and stuff too, playing fullback. Uh, yeah, I, I I think they run away with that. I think they cover. I, uh, they have no room to mess up. They know that. After that first week loss, there is no breathing room. They have to go all out for the rest of the season and win by a good margin to be able to you know, try to take it. So we'll see. So that's the game this week. Brian was in the chat. At some point, he was mad. I forgot the 10-second uh, <laughs> the, the, the countdown to come in. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, he'll have to show me how to do that next time that, that happens. Um, but let's, let's get our lock of the week. In here, so uh, last week I squeaked out a victory. Syracuse uh, barely won over Purdue, but covered the spread with with their last second victory. Brian went uh, with Rasheed Rice and SMU against Maryland. They did not win, did not cover, so he he lost his perfect uh, game there. Um, but Brian's going with Coastal Carolina minus two and a half Ooh. at Georgia State. So he's kind of with you that hey, this could be the breakout game there for. Coastal Carolina. Uh, so we'll see if he can get the four and one. I'm I'm going Minnesota minus three at Michigan State. It, it, it's it's tough. Uh, I don't like taking road favorites very much, but I think Minnesota can run the football. It's what Michigan State's weakness is on defense. I think Minnesota wins by a touchdown or so. And Minnesota's defense is impressive. So that's what I'm going with this week. And you know you you have given me one game, one lock of the week. Our listeners can bet on and. Some cash. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, number 10 Arkansas uh, at Texas AM. Um, they're uh, I opened up at what I think it was getting one, one and a half. I think it's two and a half now. AM's lost. Uh, Baggies are lost. Max Johnson's not the answer. And I don't think they're gonna have um, 
an answer for KJ Jefferson or my guy Raheem Rocket Sanders, who's just an absolute oh. bull already with 66 attempts <laughs> in this young season. Um, yeah, I, you know, as we think, as I sat here this whole show and thinking about another one, I got another one that's locked in, Shane. I, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna ride the Penix train and I'm gonna take Washington at home, um, minus 14 against Stanford. I think they blow him out. I think Penix is is right at the ship. Man, he's super accurate. He's somewhere around like almost 70%. He looks really good. And I think they're rolling and I think they can cover that. Yeah, Brian almost picked Washington last week. That was his other one. He didn't do it. He should have, because uh, they easily covered in in that game. Uh let's let's hit uh let's hit some listener questions here. Let me find the banner here. We got one question in the chat from Guy. Uh there are three or four true safeties in this class. Seems if, if guys the draft people talking more corner than safety. I think it's a weaker safety class, especially at this, the start of the year than it has been in the past. I think we'll have a couple guys emerge. You know, I, I really love JL Skinner, the safety from Boise. He's been a little bit beat up, banged up at times. Um, but I, at 6'4", 220, he's fast. Jordan Battle from Alabama is probably the rock solid, you know, in the box. He can cover a little bit. He's the typical Alabama safety, not a huge, huge upside. Um, Chris Smith, the second from Georgia has been getting some buzz, uh, you know, filling in for Lewis scene. He's playing well there. And then, um, you know, you have kind of the guys, Antonio Johnson, Texas a and and Joseph Notre Dame. I, th- I think we're going to see a lot more day two safeties and probably one or two, maybe s- sneak into the first round. So I got, I got one for you that you didn't mention. Um, and it's Quindell Johnson out of Memphis. He's a straight dog. Uh, he had a hundred tackles last year. Um, he's all over the place. I think he had a few pass deflections um, last year as well. He's already got two picks this year, 26 tackles. And I believe, um, yeah, 16 of them are solo. So uh, that's a guy I really like. Uh, I spoke to Travis Akima about him uh, earlier in the year. And um, he didn't know who he was, but he said he's been keeping an eye out for him. I think you're going to see him um, rise up draft boards. He's a senior. So he balls out in the senior bowl and hits that combine. He's going to be a guy – Kind of like a Jalen Petrie that just, you know, bubbled up, and, and here he is. No, okay. That's good. I think you cued me in on him as well. So I'm, I've been watching the, I watched some of the tape last year. It was impressive. Darren asks in the uh, Discord, which you can also join, uh, biggest offense player to likely move up the boards after being the season. So who's kind of moved up the boards this season? Um, I think, I think it's been a lot of receivers, you know. Kind of a quick three for me. Uh, receiver Johnny Wilson for Florida State has been their number one guy. Super impressive. Um, receiver Charlie Sizzle Jones for Purdue. He's been their number one transfer from Iowa. Iowa could never pass the ball. I don't know why you go there as a receiver, but um, you know, there you go. And then a guy that I loved years ago at Tennessee, running back Eric Gray, finally from yes. Oklahoma, starting to get the football. So I think those are three guys that have put themselves in draftable range. And all three could, if this keeps going, end up with day two draft cap. Uh, I'm going to go with three wide receivers. Um, I got a – I'm a homer, but he's been balling out because his quarterback's healthy again. I'm going to go with Zay Flowers. Um, I love him out of, out of Boston College. <clears throat> Big Philly's been doing his thing. Zay's got 22 receptions, almost 300 yards, three touchdowns. He's averaging 13 yards per catch. Um Another guy I like, he's a little small, is Nathaniel Dell out of Houston. He's got 18 receptions, 246, two touchdowns, another 13.7. And then um, 
I wanted to see what he could do this year. You know, with guys leaving, it's uh, Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. Uh, 28 receptions, 319, five touchdowns, and he's right around 12 yards per catch. So those are my three guys that I feel have uh, raised stock for themselves this year already. Uh, Tyler asks, underclassmen wide receivers have been underwhelming. Are there any under-the-radar guys to benefit? You know, so we talked about guys like Keyshawn Butte and JSN kind of underwhelming as those juniors who are doing it. I, you know, I, I think – we have, you know, under the radar, we talked to E.T. Perry. I think I think he's one. You mentioned, say, Flowers. I think he's one that's benefited. Uh, Jacob Cowing at Arizona, I think, could benefit from that. Um, so I, I think there's some of those four or five-year players that could move up, you know, past them if, if this continues. Is is Aeneas Smith eligible? He is, correct? Yes, he yeah, he's eligible. Yeah. So, I mean, he did okay with King. He had two decent games. Uh, let's see what happens with Johnson. You know, another guy that uh, – he's only a sophomore. Never mind. is worthy. He kind of has been – Oh, year. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. He's he'll, – he'll, he'll be a good one in a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian actually asked a question in our Discord. Brian Brian Bosarge here. Does the usage of Jaheim Bell, tight end South Carolina, he has more runs than pass targets, do anything to, to his projection? I, I think it's dumb. <laughs> but, Dude. I mean, it doesn't help. Like, he, he – you know – you're not going to run him in the NFL. I think, I think some teams could be intrigued at the weapon, but are, are you going to play Jaheim Bell as a fullback? Are you going to, you know, you're going to play him as like, I, I just, I don't think it helps his draft stock to not get passes thrown his way. The, the Gamecocks don't help anybody on offense's draft stock. Everybody on Look, that Brian's, off- a, Brian's a Gamecock fan. So I'm be, sorry. Be, uh, be a little nice, I'm not being dis- disrespectful, but this year, <laughs> I've had hopes of the running back. Man, I thought Rattler might be able to with a new change of scenery. Man, uh, listen, he was a great tight end last year. He was breaking away. I think he had eight touchdowns. I had him in an article as one of my top five tight ends that I think would kick in college football door this year. And they start using him out of the backfield. Like, what are you doing? He's your best asset receiving-wise. Throw the man the ball. Yeah, it's 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 wild. Uh, Sam asks, he, he gave kind of some this or that's for highest NFL upside. I'll run through them all. And then, you know, if there's any that you want to chime in on afterwards, feel free. Uh, Makai Garner, corner Louisiana, or Max Melton, corner Rutgers. Uh, Max Melton, I think, is athletic. He's the younger brother of Bo Melton. I like him. Uh, Daquan Finn, the quarterback Kent State, or Doug Brumfield, the quarterback UNLV. I thought Daquan Finn had some nice passes against Ohio State. He yeah. can run. I like him. Uh, with the higher upside, Kenny Logan Jr., safety from Kansas, or Quadric Bullard, the safety from UCF. Uh, I'm, I'm going with, uh, with with Kenny Logan here. I think he's been a big part of that defensive success for Kansas. I think he's a draftable player. And then Anthony Goodlow, edge from Tulsa, or Dylan Horton, edge from TCU. I still like Dylan Horton a lot. He had a big year last year. TCU's been rough, uh, but I, I think he could do it. So th- those are those are my four. I don't know if there's any of those guys you feel strongly about. Uh, I like Melton. Now. Bo Melton is the guy from Seattle, correct? So you, you're a cornerback god and your brother at wide receiver. So you, you, you got work. <laughs> you were able to put in work all day, every day. Uh, I like him. Um, I, I like everybody. You said the, the last one. I just am nervous with TCU. Anybody on TCU right now just you're, me. you're just out on TCU. It's just it's a. a, a both sides of the ball is really, really flat, man. I, I don't know what happened. They looked a lot better last year. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens going forward. But uh, boom, there's the show. Thanks, you know, man. Thanks for hanging out and hopping on, uh, filling in for Brian, man. I appreciate you. So 
let everyone know where they can find you and uh, what you're what you're up to. Yeah, so the, the handle is uh, at Nino Brown underscore T two T on uh, on the Twitter, the Angry Blue Bird, as we call it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's totes at totes titles. It's on uh, YouTube and um, on the Twitter. We also have the Patreon. But I do the P two P with my buddy Jared. Um, it's a college football show. I, I'm excited to have Shane on there this Friday. Yeah. Every Friday we have it on at nine o'clock, and we just break it down. We do right now. We're just breaking down weeklies. We have uh, special shows coming on where we'll do like uh, twenty three and twenty four draft talk and uh, high. You know, when, we, when it gets close to Heisman and, and Dope Walker, you know who our top prospects are going into it. And and then uh, Tuesdays I do uh, a head to head show with Jared as well. It's uh, IDP. It's just we, we're giving you the top five guys to look out for on the wire each week and, and, and them stinkers as we call them as the, the squatty potty squad. Um, the guys you can dump off and get rid of. So. We're just putting out as much as we can, and then uh, I'm diving into this college stuff really, really heavy this year. I love it. No, good, and uh, I, I appreciate you being on, man. I'm excited to join you coming up here. And if, you know, for us, subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/TheDraftCountdown uh, would be super helpful. And you know, just so we can get some more subscribers there. Leave a review, five star review, would be great. But I'll, I'll end it to say there's 217 days, 21 hours. 50 minutes and 45 seconds until the 2023 NFL draft.